listener production. Howdy, you are listening to episode 98 of the Howie Games, Kevin Musket, The Impact of COVID-19. This ep was actually recorded a little while ago, so some of the things Kev is discussing have progressed, namely the overall situation in Belgium, where Kev now lives and works, and how their football league is dealing with COVID-19. Kev has also, in great news for Kev and Australian football, it must be said, just last week been appointed head coach of his club. More of that, though, in Part A. So, no matter some of the changes that have occurred since this recording, this chat will still give you an insight into the life of an Australian in Europe as it battles the COVID crisis. For those that aren't aware, where are you? Where are you coming from? And what is your life day to day at the moment, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I moved to, uh, well, you know, after leaving uh, uh, my post at Melbourne Victory, I uh, decided to. Uh, head across and uh, rather than wait for things to come to me or you know we we packed up with my partner and we went and lived in London uh, to reconnect with the football world so to speak and reconnect with uh, uh, my network Uh, and whilst I was there long story short you know I suppose we'll get into that a bit later you know applied for a job uh, in uh, in Belgium that come up uh, that appealed to me uh, and end up, uh, you know, taking the post. So uh, I've been, uh, been in Belgium. Uh, the club's called St Truden. Uh, it's an hour outside of Brussels. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm living at the moment, or we're living at the moment, about, you know, 20, 25 minutes from Brussels uh, in, a, in a place uh, right next to um, Leuven. Um, and the current state of play, which has been, uh, you know, probably about two weeks now, is that... You're only allowed to go out uh, for an hour for exercise uh, on your own or with someone in your in your household, um, and uh, and to the obviously anything medically, any hospitals or chemists, or to go to the shop uh, shops and, and buy some buy some food, and, and even then, you know, uh, it's very very restricted the amount of people that, uh, inside the shopping uh, centres. Uh, the supermarket, sorry. Um, uh, so it's it's fairly fair restricted at the moment. Where um, yeah, it's basically you know at home and organising players and um, you know with individual training programs uh, with my uh, uh, technological skills and and keeping in contact with the players. Uh, and well, from what we've experienced so far, <laughs> I reckon you got some really unfit blokes eating waffles at the moment because I don't know how often you talk to them. Hey, what's yeah. it um, yeah. what, what's it done to obviously you'd follow the, the footy and the rugby league back yeah. here and uh, and the A League etc. What's it done to um, yeah. Belgian football? Yeah, um, if, there's different scales. Uh, there's different scales. I mean, the, the most publicised one, I suppose, is uh, in the UK, where uh, you know they've they've taken a, uh, a a view that it's a collective. You know, all the teams uh, are taking. Uh, you know, they've organised now with a central fund where they're uh, going to help the uh, the NHS, all the doctors and nurses, everyone on the front line. Here, it's been more of a, a club by club uh, situation. Uh, some clubs immediately put all staff uh, <clears throat> on uh, on the government schemes, uh, if you like. Uh, some clubs uh, uh, have have got agreements and made agreements that they'll um, re- 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 reimburse. Sorry, any of the differences, any of the shortfalls. Uh, our players, uh, from from uh, personally, our players uh, negotiated with the club. Um, it was more the club and the players. It wasn't a directive, and it wasn't. Uh, it, uh, they decided to take um, uh, uh, a substantial pay cut, uh, not a deferral, uh, a substantial pay cut where 
Um, it, gave, it helped the, the football club, um, I suppose, with the resource to keep everybody else, you know, all the other staff, all the admin and uh, office staff yep. uh, in situations, albeit there on uh, the government schemes, uh, that there'll be no uh, shortfall. The difference will be made up from uh, from that uh, pay cuts that players have taken and also a good portion of that pay cut uh, the club have donated to the local hospital, which is virtually across the road from uh, from our training complex. And just briefly, without going into dollars and cents, your situation and the coaching staff, are you still yeah. getting paid at the moment? No, at the moment we've, uh, um, to, uh, we're fortunate that our, our owners um, at this point in time uh, um, have, uh, have kept paying uh, the staff. Okay. Um, we're technically um, still working. Uh, because, uh, as you can imagine, there's uh, loads of things to do, and there's you know some really vital you know key staff members at the moment trying to you know yep. control you know 20, 30 odd players, and uh, we've got a lot of players who are, uh, are single and, and young uh, and living abroad. Um, so they're, they're taking um, obviously making sure their health and well-being, but also them you know mentally that they're they're fine in a good way. Um, and the staff from the going back to the staff will go on a, a deferred scheme also. Uh, with our with the with the owners uh, to to help them you know through this uh, period of uncertainty it, it is hard to fathom before I get to your situation and how you're mm. tracking just briefly how's Belgium going yeah. with the situation yeah again it's uh, strangely I, I think I'm uh, you know I've got more grips on what's happening uh, obviously in the in the UK and um, yep. uh, and in America you know because the the TV that uh, and the news that I, I get to see and follow a lot closer is you know the English speaking ones and uh, uh, and everything second hand here that I'm getting from uh, from the staff but uh, it, it seems that uh, well the region first of all the region you know in surrounding St Turden where where we are. Uh, I mean, I live 40 minutes away from there, but that, that's the area that's been hit the hardest in terms of uh, people affected. Um, okay. Our club doctor also uh, works at the, the local hospital, so, uh, you know, I touch base with him from time to time and, uh, you know, he, he, he fills us in from time to time and, and sends a message to all the staff. But And, and it's just, uh, you know, really, uh, I suppose, confronting when, you know, he sent a picture of himself the other day and what he's having a... Uh, working, you know, how he's actually working and it was, you know, something, you know, more a, a kind to like being in the military than, you know, working yep. as a, a surgeon and a doctor because he had so much. Um, but, uh, you know, it's and, it, and when you see the amount of hours he's working and, uh, and what he's going through and, and, you know, like so many others, uh, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, putting their lives on the line, these, these people, you know, really, you know, taking risks and uh, it's not just a normal punt that we, uh, that we uh, you know, really accustomed to. It's a, it's a punt about, you know, their, their lifestyle and their livelihoods. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, really uh, so, uh, sobering to, to see, uh, you know, these guys, uh, you know, doing their stuff. And for you personally, you're obviously in isolation like we are in Australia, but your uh, majority of your family, I know you said to me you were just speaking to your mum, yeah. your kids back in Australia. How are you dealing with isolation from those close yeah. to you in isolation on the other side of the world, mate? Yeah, I mean, strangely enough, uh, you know, when, you know, and for, for a number of things you, you, uh, you, you get... You know, once you, when you're working, and I know that's how I am, and it's my, and I know it's my Achilles heel, and uh, I try and correct it every year, but don't seem to be getting anywhere. Where 
you know, I get, I get, you know, so uh, entrenched in what I'm doing and, and work that uh, you know everything else sort of stands still. And you know, this, you know, this period of, you know, speaking to you know everyone a lot more than I you know, normally uh, make the time for. I was going to say, you know, I've got the time for, but the reality is the, the time's there. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm not good at making it. So, uh, if anything, I take out of this. Uh, out of this it's going to be that you know to stay connected a bit more um and yeah it's not it's not great um you know with mum and dad and and uh you know at the start all the information that we were given about you know the certain age demographic and um uh you know past illnesses and uh pre-existing conditions and all those things you think well you know automatically you think of you know all our parents you think well you know they're right in that category and you know since the information and since then the information is a lot different it's you know, I don't think it's discriminating only uh, to an age demographic or... Uh, but you know what was happening here. I spoke to my brother and sister, and you know we we almost uh, well, we self isolated mum and dad before it was uh, mandatory in Australia, just simply because I could see what was happening uh, really close to us here. Um, so as you can imagine, uh, you know the old man's having a you know not stay at home, not leave the house, and then <laughs> take take all the sport away from him so yeah he's uh, he's he's thrilled to bits at the moment he's uh, oh, yeah i bet yeah he's uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know like he keeps telling me how bad it is for him and i just keep thinking you know poor mum's having to put up with him so uh, <laughs> uh, and I, and I, um yeah. just before we move on what what adjective would you describe the way you feel about it kev are you, are you yeah. hopeful are you cautious yeah. are you worried are you scared are you terrified like where do you yeah. sit well, the, th- the thing is, uh, how you, you, you sometimes you you know depending on you know what you watch or how much news you see, you, your mood and, and your thoughts change every day. You know, ultimately, yeah. I've I've trained myself over uh, you know many years to to be positive. Um, so you know that's just my intake with my you know with with my work and my life. You know, just trying to be positive. So you know, ultimately, underlying, I'm always going to be positive. But there's you know some days where you wake up and you think, well. You know, you know, all sorts of emotions uh, uh, run through uh, the system. You know, without that, I think it's uh, you know that that cautious approach and uh, and and self discipline is is needed more than ever because uh, you know we. Um, you know, we consider ourselves bulletproof, and you know, we think we're fit and strong. But ultimately, we're it's it's not about ourselves. It's about you know affecting you know anybody that you come into contact with that might not be in the same situation as yourself. So, you know, ultimately, I, I you know, I with every you know crisis and every you know uh, situation, there's always good to come out of it. And uh, you know, we it's our opportunity because what we do now is a you know, you know, sometimes you talk to yourself, you know, as a football club or as a group or as a state or as a country. Now what we do as a world really will define, you know, how we live for, you know, decades to come. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, without sounding too serious, but, uh, you know, that's really, you know, where we're at. What we do now, uh, as, you know, everybody in, in across the world will define, you know, how we live and uh, uh, for the next decades to come. All right, let's move on to the good stuff, Kev. (laughs) No problem, mate. Okay, let's get stuck into the Kevin Musket story in parts A and B of the pod. See you there. Listener.